So hello everyone and uh, welcome to Popcast. It's a podcast by Popcast School of Music. My name is Joe Keegan and it's a pleasure to be here with Popcast Season 2, Episode 1. Today's a very special episode. Um, we're here with a special guest. Um, and this is uh, Sophia Patsalidis. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, that's right. Close enough, close enough. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> no Happy worries. to be here. <laughs> yeah. um, you're a fantastic vocalist and uh, songwriter, and uh, you've got an absolute wealth of experience to share today. Uh, and Aww. it's very exciting to have you here. So uh, welcome, Sophia. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit about everything today, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, performing, of I know you do a bit of teaching as well. So um, mm -hmm. songwriting uh, and maybe a little bit about the kind of things you do to prepare, prepare for a new release. Um, I know you've done a lot of uh, work recently with sort of rebranding your acts as well. So it'd yeah. be cool to uh, jump into that kind of thing. But um, cool, yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah, cool. So just to get the ball rolling, um, let's talk about a little bit about performance. I know you've done a lot of cool stuff. Um, you mm -hmm. mentioned that you'd done a performance for, is it the um, First Lady? Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So I was recently part of uh, the Russian, Cyprus Russian Gala, uh, which is done in patronage with the First Lady of Cyprus. I'm from Cyprus, by the way. Amazing. Um, uh, yes. So that was done online this year, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was honored to be part of that. And um, I performed, I debuted uh, a single from my upcoming uh, body of work, uh, my P. Um, and yeah, it just, it was just online and it was, um, it was alongside nationally acclaimed artists and stuff. I don't claim to be one, but it was just like <laughs> fun, fun to be part of. Yeah. It's just Certainly. nice. Yeah. Um, I was uh, sorry for like throwing you in at the deep end there, just like that's bringing fine. up like a very specific part of your biography. But, <laughs> um, but I just wanted to mention it because I know you've done a, quite a lot of like high profile kind of events yeah. and often they come with like, um, I don't know, added pressure, a bit more kind of uh, intensity, right? So what kind of yeah, things sure. do you do to kind of get yourself into the um, mindset of like, being able to tackle those kind of performances? Yeah, so I think the the main thing that I am trying to nail um, still is just getting in a headspace and, and being calm and just like almost in a meditative space before you perform or like a few hours before and then performing. Because I feel like most of the times it's just like a high anxiety panic kind of environment backstage <laughs> before you go on stage because because you're getting ready there's hair there's makeup there's people throwing things information at you you're gonna do these you're gonna that and if you if you don't take that time to like uh relax and just think about it and just really manifest a calm and nice performance yeah. i feel like that is missing um so I, I would say it's just remaining in a in a calm mindset and resting like mentally Physically, it's hard to rest before a performance because you have to prepare so many things. You have to ingest so much information. Um, but just taking like five minutes to yourself, I think, makes 
a big difference. Yeah, and definitely. warming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know? Well, that's it, isn't it? People say that um, doing a lot of like sort of simple breathing techniques and things like that just before you go on stage really calms you down. Um, but yeah, yeah I think sure. like I'd completely agree with um, almost everything that you said there. Um, getting on stage is always a bit of a kind of nerve wracking thing, isn't it? And I know a lot of people um, suffer from. Um, stage fright and these kind of things um, and definitely kind of just trying to calm yourself down before you go on stage is definitely going to help with that mm. um, <laughs> but there's all sorts of different um, things we could talk about there in terms of like you know um, pre-performance rituals do you have anything like crazy yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay it's not crazy but it, it actually really <laughs> helps and it really helps relax the body and the voice as well. So I learned this from my pop choir tutor in at Leeds Conservatoire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, it's hard to, to sh- explain because I can't show it. Yeah, but yeah. it's basically <laughs> you shake each uh, arm and each leg eight times, then four times, then two times, then one yeah, yeah. time. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight while shaking. Yeah, yeah. So and you do that uh, four times, eight times. Anyway, you just yeah. do that repeatedly. Every, repeatedly, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you say you say the numbers out loud with like force, and that just helps relieve the anxiety and the tension, and also gets your body like warmed up. Um, another thing, I like to combine warm ups that have humming and just like turning off the the re- turning on, sorry, the resonance and the vibration in your mask and everything yeah. with more open warm ups for higher notes and more open vowels. So just a combination of like working the lips, the tongue. Yeah. And getting getting some freedom into your voice kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, Great. I mean, like I said, I know that you've done a lot of sort of high um, profile events. So I think that would be really helpful for people listening at home. Um, Yeah. So thank you for mentioning some of those things. Um, have Have you ever suffered with stage fright? Have you ever like... I've been worried about walking on stage and things like that. Um, yes, in a sense. I think for me, it's it's hard to get out of my head. Um, and there's a quote that I remember in those moments, and it is, or I try at least to remember, and it is, um, it's not about you, it's about the music. So it's it's useful to detach yourself from oh what is going to happen what is my performance going to be and just focus on I just I'm just here to make good music and a good performance it's not about me as a person like it will not define me it's just I want to create a nice moment Um, and that kind of like calms my anxiety a bit but uh, I think the moments that were the most intense kind of more on the negative side in my performances is when I have a health kind of health issue not stage fright but it's stage fright caused by (laughs) my voice being tired let's say or yeah and I'm just anxious about that. So I recently, last November, I had to open for uh, this uh, the big Italian pop star, Eros Ramazzotti, um, in a big stadium. Uh, you said that beautifully, by the people. way. That was really cool. Eros <laughs> Ramazzotti. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's near the Greek pronunciation. Is it? Right, cool. Um, so, yeah. So I, I had been in... Amsterdam at Codarts in Rotterdam the week before and I was writing every day for 10 hours on a songwriting camp so my voice was tired and I flew so I had one day in between Amsterdam and Cyprus in the UK where it just was one day and then I had to fly to Cyprus to do the concert and I was just knackered and 
it was one of the only times i think it was the second time in my life that i had to take cortisone which is you know wow. it's not yeah. advised to take it's it's like hard core mm. you should only <laughs> take it when it's like critical um but i had to take a small dosage with the guidance of my doctor mm -hmm. So when you have all that, all that, all those thoughts going on, oh my God, is my voice going to come out? Um, I just took cortisone, you know, that <laughs> causes anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that causes anxiety. Um, so, yeah, but I think that also connects to that just calming down and connecting to your headspace and just, it's about the music, it's about the performance, mm. do your best. Yeah. And I think, sorry, yeah, that focus. was a long answer. I just hey, no, not covered a hundred topics. <laughs> yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff that I'd like to get into, like um, how you know workflow and managing all the things that you have sort of um, expected of you as a, an original act, and uh, you know writing and touring and performing all over the place, and all, and how that kind of firstly affects your um, your thoughts, your thought process, and that kind of thing, but also just like it's tiresome, right? You know, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, people don't appreciate how much performing takes out of you yeah, but, um, and how draining it can be at the end of the uh, evening, you know, but um, one of the things you mentioned was focusing on the good performance. Now I've got quite a, like, uh, I feel quite strongly about like where musicians sit in terms of their relationship uh, between an audience and a performance. And I see this quite a lot. Um, when you watch a big touring act, I suppose they've already got the engagement of the audience because the, you know the people they are, who pay. They are. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but they still walk out on stage and they well i mean this is a very generalized sort of sweeping statement i'm sure there's acts that have the kind of like arrogance no, i wouldn't arrogance not necessarily a bad thing but uh, in a performance context but yeah the more um introverted kind of vibe yeah yeah but they don't, yeah directly look at the audience as well. yeah i, I think guess, yeah, yeah my big thing is that if you are on a stage and people have paid to see you, your job is to serve them, right? And um, so I just yeah, thought true. you could like, I'm, I'm glad we agree there. I was so ready for you to be like, no, like people, in India. <laughs> you know, but um, do you have any like thoughts on where sort of performers sit in that kind of role? Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I wish I had more of a personal insight for this, but I'm just going to share some things that I have absorbed by watching um, a lot of Taylor Swift concerts and interviews, just because I feel like she is a great songwriter and a great performer. Um, and as well as other artists such as, basically I read a, an interview of Taylor Swift at Rolling Stone. It just came out last week with um, Paul McCartney and they were both discussing this exact topic um about when you have sung a song a million times and then the audience wants to hear the song like what is your reaction and they were both like these people are coming to the concert and they're watching it for the first time so your job is to give them what they want i mean they they have yeah. paid money and they want to just want to listen to their favorite song so it's your duty to make them happy and give it to them because you know, they have saved up for months. It's a big deal. So I think, I do think that the role of a performer is to, it's to entertain, to enter, and, and entertainer. Um, yeah. So I think you can't afford to be snob or arrogant uh, on that front. Yeah. Just 
Yeah, and just just enjoy it as much as you can, even if you sang it a million times. Yeah, that's it. And I think one of the most exciting things about performing is that sort of synergistic um, relationship mm. between. Oh, I like that. And, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. The, I think I've heard it in a bee documentary before, yeah. like how bees collaborate to make money. Yeah. Oh, so like we've got some kind of like analogy of yeah. <laughs> um, performance. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, but it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's like that relationship between uh, audience and performers, like neither kind of enjoy that evening without the other. Right. Uh, and yeah. yeah, it's quite it's quite an interesting. Thing. There's some magic in live performance and uh, yet to sort of nail exactly what that is. But um, yeah, I think part of that is the kind of shared experience between an audience and a performer. And when you don't have that connection, when you don't have a, the um, performer on the stage, like really wanting to make that happen, there's something missing for me. Anyway, we've just talked mm-hmm. like we really got into the nitty gritty <laughs> yeah, of all sorry. that. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's what we're here for. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your like artistry and your um, who you are as an original act. And um, cool. I know um, you've got kind of like R and B influences. But um, mm-hmm. one question that I did have for you was if you uh, let's put it this way: if you had the opportunity for one evening to have dinner so you sat at a dinner table um you're at the head of the table there's four more chairs who are you Mm going to put in those seats in terms of like people that have influenced your music and you'd like to sort of like have an evening to be able to like chat to them about the music and your music who would they be (laughs) the hardest being (laughs) oh it's hard (laughs) it is hard you're right i'm sorry um oh oh okay okay definitely anderson pack oh wow Um, cool Although the conversation might be just, uh, I don't know, it might not have like deep insights, but I would just love <laughs> to spend time with him because he's just sick. Um, if you're listening to this and you are not aware of Anderson Pack's music, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> I thought you were going to be sure. like, Anderson Pack, if you're out there listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope he is. Like, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. But definitely check him uh, out because okay. he's got some really cool music. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes, Anderson Pack. Um, okay. Uh, Taylor Swift. I don't know. I'm such a fan. Taylor this Swift. is already interesting. I, uh, I'd love to see a conversation between Anderson Pack and honestly, Taylor Swift. Like, I want to be there yeah, too. I feel like my influences are like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even James Vernon, like from Bon Iver, definitely. Oh, wow. God, these are so um, varied, you know. Like, I this know, is... I know. But I feel like every one of them is just oh, so unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, God. Okay, if I had the chance, Beyonce. I mean, come on. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and that then is... they're all talking about, like, their experiences being famous. And I'm just there, like, eating my dinner. <laughs> hi guys <laughs> that would be such a fascinating conversation to listen to i know i know um yeah i can imagine it now so wait I, let's add to that because you've done really like that was really cool who's serving your dinner oh does it have to be another <laughs> musician yeah i think so uh okay georgie oh yeah from oh London. my god yeah. <laughs> georgie cool. um he's a japanese american artist oh that, sorry i went straight yes, to georgia yes. as in the no. like, um, <laughs> so like yeah r&b kind of uh singer from london but go on so georgie i've never no. heard of this. um yeah he's and he's he's um he's great he has a, a new album called nectar and it's just electro pop but with i just love the lyrics but it's just like the most varied 
dinner that could ever exist. <laughs> yeah. But great yeah. references. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of like weird conversation that night. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. hopefully that you can save a seat for me. But yeah, anyway. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so your songwriting is kind of like R&B vibes, but like quite mm. poppy as well. So let's get into that. How do you, how do you create your music? Like what's... Um, um, so lately I've been really using technology to drive my ideas. So I will start with a beat some or some backing vocals. Um, I think just making a beat, even though I considered this like months ago to be my weakest thing, I think it just helps to experiment and it just creates ideas that you wouldn't expect it to. Um, for years, when I was growing up, I was always writing on the piano, always. And that would always, um, it's not its not a bad thing at all. It's great, but it would just always result in a, it would, it would always lead to a very similar place, like acoustically. The yeah. songs would turn out very similar. And I was, my influences were changing. So when I was young, I used to listen to Adele, Beyonce, more ballads. Grow, and growing up, even in university, um, in my first degree, I was just so influenced by the R&B scene and hip hop scene. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a go and make my own beats. And um, I'm not good at it, but <laughs> the result is really nice because there's a foundation that's like different than writing on a piano. There's a beat, there's a drive, and then I like to lay vocals, uh, multi-track them um and add some synth so i just really love arranging as well i think it's a bit part of songwriting i suppose there you get into the point where you're getting more of a clearer idea what the song is going to be like in totality when you get to like the end result aren't you like um mm. i think as a singer songwriter it's a solo because it's, it's you right you are the centerpiece of your original act it's not like a band or anything like that it's yeah yeah so it's like your opportunity to hear your songs and develop those um ideas the first time you're going to be able to do that is by using technology right that's how you have the opportunity to yeah. flesh out those things so it's a slightly different process than um sort of with myself where i can take my songs into um the band um, work with the lads at brothers wild and we like flesh out the tracks that way but you're kind of doing that yourself which i mean that's amazing you have more creative the band <laughs> i really enjoyed your performance Cheers, at so the rncm the other day it was a, it oh, was the first time i was hearing you perform great amazing yeah <laughs> i appreciate that how, i mean listen how long uh, have you guys been together sorry to, to oh, right. interview you back, yeah it's all right cool <laughs> we can do that yeah i'm always happy to talk about this but um yeah we've been performing together for about four years now but um similar to you we've kind of been um rebranding um for the last well probably now about four months um and turning it from being a, a solo a sort of solo act with a band a singer songwriter with a band which was under my name and that's how we presented the music but all the music that i write sounds like it's it's bigger than that it's not just it doesn't strip down well to just the acoustic guitar and me um and so we sound like a I'm band sure could, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just found it lonely as well playing on my own but anyway oh, um <laughs> um but yeah so we've been playing together for four years and then um we got to the point where you're like well yeah if the songs sound like a band we should be a band you know it shouldn't be this like um and by the way this was like a, a decision made across the board it wasn't like that i was really sad about not having my name associated with it yeah. anymore or anything like that but um i'm actually it's, it's so much better now you kind of share 
uh, all the because be, being in an original act there's so much more to it than just creating the music and putting it out right yes. maybe we can talk about that in a second but yeah can i ask how the name came about because in my experience <laughs> coming up with a band name is oh my god it's so hard <laughs> oh listen it's so difficult but yeah if we no. can <laughs> go into the depths of this uh, my like press and media interview answer is that we feel like brothers now you know hence brothers oh. but, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and and that is that is true you know like there's something in spending so much time with people um and certainly like performing with people being sharing that like high pressure environment that really like yeah, and that emotional together. environment as well yeah. yeah and having having to rely on somebody in that context because you really you are quite exposed on a stage you know and you you have to have an incredible amount of trust in the people that are around yeah. you and it's so not... nice to have that relationship because a lot of people in bands don't get along or you know they just play for the sake of it so yeah. it's really nice to hear that you actually have that relationship with each of other course. listen yeah. it's not been plain sailing we've had a lot of like arguments and tips and these kind of things and yeah. i've but certainly upset a lot of people in my band but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it like family's fight yeah, exactly. right so that's, that's exactly it. um yeah. but in reality the way we came up with the name we um sat down we looked at all the bands that we sort of take influence from and mm. looked for what was the like key themes like and one of them was like a sense of family there was a lot of names that like revolved around like family names or that kind of thing but obviously we'd already been branded as my name we kind of wanted to veer away from that so instead of that we came up with just having the brothers thing and then um we make kind of country folky pop music so um some kind of reference to nature needed to be in there and we have a great time while we're playing on stage so wild seemed like the right thing right place to go with that so you know mm -hmm um Amazing. yeah but, so i know that you've rebranded your act as well um talk a little bit about maybe why 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 have you yeah yeah of course so um i so my surname my born surname my greek surname is patsalidu patsalidis and i wanted yeah. to kind of simplify that because i realized it's hard for people to pronounce it and to just get it um and I just wanted to to make it easier and more more accessible, so I kept the middle part of it, so elite kind of, and yeah. I just came up with elite, Great. E -L -I -D -E. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. yeah, and I'm just preparing for that rebrand, um, which is photo shoots and artwork and mm. schedules, um, but it's really fun. It's really exciting because it's a new chapter. I I was. The biggest career moments I've had are back in Cyprus, have been back in Cyprus or from Cyprus. So it's exciting to just um, start a new chapter mm -hmm. um, and just reach, you know, more people, not just just in Cyprus, because I feel like I've outgrown that place emotionally. Definitely. So, I mean, yeah. so the, the idea is to make a more sort of like mass market sounding brand that is more kind of accessible. yeah kind of so yeah and uh, it's and i i should be clear it's not to um step on the fact that i am from cyprus or i'm not from the uk or from the us yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm always proud of that i'm always happy to talk about that um it's just for the sake of a more um easy sounding 
kind of yeah name. no I, yeah and it's still, still sure. your name right it's still just a bit of your still. name so yeah, you've still, still got that kind of like authenticity there um but it's kind of i guess you're trying to make it more like accessible right and there's yeah, definitely exactly. nothing wrong with that would you say that your music has like cypriot influences mm. it's cool if the answer no <laughs> yeah at the moment no but i am i definitely have it ingrained in me like it's interesting that yeah. um, because like i i have this idea that um any music that you listen to or like expose yourself to yeah. ultimately will end up having some kind of impact on the way you create music uh, yeah so I, like, yeah for sure i think I, when i was growing up writing on piano as i said i think the more folky uh vibe if i may say of greek yeah. folk music really influenced um, the way i wrote lyrics i think very honest very um uh, sad kind of yeah angry sometimes yeah, just yeah. very honest very pure whereas now i am kind of developing my storytelling and maybe saying things in an indirect way or just decorating my songwriting and my music in different ways other than just being radically honest and which is actually not a problem at all it's just like a, a part of greek culture um <laughs> and it's just learning different ways of doing of doing things um yeah it's like it's really what, yeah. what's appropriate for the context that you're writing in, right exactly you're, yeah. you're in like cool all right um i have sort of a few little uh, last questions to tie up but um like i said thank you so much for being here it's, uh, of course it always a pleasure course. um this next one is quite like it's quite a hefty thing but i think um we were talking earlier just before we started um recording this interview that um when you imagine like take yourself back to being maybe like 16 year old sophia and you're thinking about going into a career in um music and for me personally that was a very daunting thing like I couldn't see like a clear roadmap of where I was gonna take this where it was gonna uh, end up um, whether I could actually forge a career out of um, the music industry in the first place um, so I guess my question to you is this like are you scared about the future um, and being part of the music industry or is you know where's your head at with that in terms of like the fact that you've had now um maybe four or five years definitely into getting into getting to grips with um what a career might look like how, how does that how do you sit with that now big question i know i'm sorry yeah, that's <laughs> hard um i think this this the past year has definitely affected my mental health as a lot of as for a lot of people so i'm trying not to respond from the place of uh lockdown mentality sophia because yeah. i know that had anxiety <laughs> i'm trying to respond longer term so i think there's there's always going to be a way and there's always going to be room for you to make an impact in your own way that is why everybody has something unique in them it's because you can inspire somebody with that and nobody can compete with you for that so there is stress, but also there is no stress because I know if I just put myself out there and just do the best that I can and just give as much as I can, um, I know that it's going to resonate with somebody, hopefully. And I know that what's meant for me out there is going to come. So I try to follow with 
with faith and just groundedness and maturity and just just walk along the path that is just carved in front of me um, that was an absolutely yeah. beautiful answer like i'm you should you should write songs you know that was so poetic <laughs> no that was that was oh, really good um i couldn't have said it better myself that was really cool um i know you write a lot of tunes um one thing that i'm thinking of uh, i'd love to do with this um podcast is create a, a collaborations album so i guess my final question is if you fancy doing some writing being featured on that um album i'd absolutely love yes. to make yes great oh my God, cool yes. <laughs> track <Lovely>. one down <laughs> Um, Sophia, thank you up. so much for being. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, no problem. Me too. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody uh, listening has too. Uh, thank you so much for giving uh, your advice, your little pieces of insight into how your career has gone. I'm sure it's helped a lot. Will help a lot of people. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. See you soon.